0: Dr Homebrew is brought to you by 5 Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling and winemaking at 5starchemicals.com. Dr. Look Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr Homebrew.
1: All right, welcome back, everyone. It's another fine edition of Dr. Homebrew. Got some good beer in the studio from listeners such as yourself. We have Jeremy, we have Brian, and uh, what do we have, uh, an RIS and an Imperial IPA. The big boys here. It's the Imperial Show. Yeah, a lot of acronyms flying around the studio, but I think we can handle it. Uh, before we get any further, though, I do want to thank our fine sponsor, 5 Star Chemicals. You can go to 5starchemicals.com and learn all about what it takes to uh, really dial up your homebrew. If, you, you know, if you're, you're kind of missing the mark on a few you know, things here and there or uh, you're not really entirely sure how to clean and sanitize, go to 5starchemicals.com. They will definitely help you out, and uh, they will provide all the things that you need to uh, properly clean and then sanitize your beer uh most homebrew shops sell five star but uh, you know if they don't ask them for it it's the only way they're going to know uh the shop know that is that uh, that you're out there looking for some some high quality stuff so uh the people at five star are good to us and they're good to you and uh if you want your beer to be good to you i don't know i'm running out of,
2: yeah
3: running out of room there
2: yes <laughs> just be good and use five star they they yeah. give yeah, you almost exactly.
3: everything you need just you have to add your own water
1: yeah, well, sure. Yeah, 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 add your own wort and add your own water and elbow grease. But other than that, and you need to provide the stuff to clean. You uh,
2: need uh, to provide the dirt.
1: Yes. The that, dirt.
2: You, That's generally not a problem.
1: No, especially not for me. Um, yeah. Uh, in addition, everybody who comes on Dr. Homebrew will get a little prize pack from Five Star, which is kind of cool. I, I like that. I, I appreciate the fact that they do that. Uh, if you... Uh, want to get something cool from five star and be on our show as you know as a side note uh email me jp at the bring com. we're actually filling up pretty fast which is nice and uh, i've I've gotten a a recent influx of uh well of acid in my in my gut, but also of uh, emails, and uh, so we, we have some shows building up, and that 's pretty cool, so I think we're, I think we 're probably booking into like July right now, maybe even august i don 't know so uh, get your email into me and we 'll try to get you in before the end of the year and uh, you know if you 're local, you can come down and hang out jeremy 's in studio here, so uh, you know there 's no shortage of, of beer on tap and things to do and look at while you 're waiting for us to yammer about your beer. <coughs> Um, speaking of prizes, I also want to thank our sponsors, Grog Tag and a High Gravity Homebrew. Uh, you can go to grogtag.com and highgravitybrew.com, uh, you know, respectively. They provide prizes for uh, the uh, for both of our our winners. But you know, the the Grog Tag uh, forty dollar at least your beer will look good gift certificate goes to the uh, the homebrew with the lowest score, which is mm. a little ingest. It's we need to fun. get those
3: high gravity people on the show sometime.
1: We should. Yeah. yeah, we should. Bring them in. Yeah, they're fun people, man. Uh, we like them. So, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's a good time. We have, we have a bunch of stuff to give away here. Uh, should we jump into Brian's beer already? We're done, right? We're done with our fart around beginning of the show stuff, we, we can stuff, declare the right? intro done, yeah, yeah. The intro is now done. Woohoo. Brian, are you on the phone with here. us, buddy? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Perfect. Thanks for hanging on, man. No problem. Poor guy. I told him about 9 o'clock. So it's 948.
2: Yeah, that happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, uh, whatever. Anyway, sorry about that, man. Thanks for hanging on. I appreciate More it. More
2: time
3: to drink and hang out with those crickets.
1: There you go. Uh, so how long have you been homebrewing, man? Um,
4: my wife gave me a, a Mr. Beer Kit uh, for Christmas in uh, 2006.
1: Okay, awesome.
4: And yes. so I started doing that, and then I was like, it kind of... There's a lot of work just for, like, two gallons of beer. So I was like, eh, I need to upgrade to the five-gallon batch. Did you
3: get pretty good results first when you started with it? Uh,
4: yes and no. I, I, I didn't know too much back then, so I guess it had alcohol in it, so it tasted good.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, there's something to be said for uh, for not knowing a whole lot about about what is what should be in a beer and what shouldn't be in a beer. But uh, definitely as you progress – uh, and and grow your palate vocabulary um you kind of you know have to grow your home brewing equipment uh how long did you um did you do did you tr- uh, transition from mister beer to just extract or did you just jump straight to all grain
4: uh no i just went to all grain about a, a year ago
1: oh okay okay awesome how's that yeah, been I, going for you
4: uh pretty good i guess um i uh, i've only done maybe half a dozen batches so far um First couple ones kind of came out a little uh, not correct.
1: A <laughs> <laughs> little, little broken, maybe? And
4: uh, uh, one, one of my problems was I, uh, I didn't really uh, anticipate the amount of boil off I was going to get. And so <laughs> I ended up with a, a, a six and a half gallon carboy that was maybe a third full.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. That happens. Strong beer,
4: unintentional.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you rebounded, and now you're doing double IPAs.
4: Yeah, I I saw the uh, the IPA, and uh, a buddy of mine actually um, um, turned me on to the Pliny, and so I, uh, okay. I actually really like that.
1: I see that uh, you have packaged these in long necks too. What were the what was formerly in these?
2: Um,
4: <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs>
2: Wise answer.
4: <laughs> Collected bottles and uh, threw whatever I can in there.
1: Sure, why not, man? Every beer has its
3: place. Who cares? We'll pass are you, uh, w- uh, where are you at? Do you get you get pliny where you're at?
4: Um, yeah, I live in Gilroy. so okay, yeah.
1: That's oh, not too far not. away.
4: There is a, one liquor store in town that um, that has it, but every every time I, I've only actually found it there once. But every time I go in there, he's like, "Oh, next week. Oh, no, next week.
3: <laughs> Come on Friday when we get our shipment, we'll Keep give you your." Coming allotment.
2: back, we'll yeah, here.
3: exactly.
1: because no one no one walks into a liquor store and leaves empty-handed, you know, you yeah. have to mm-hmm. buy something. So, so
4: he he gets me buying stuff every time. He's no
1: right. he's no dummy that's for
4: sure.
2: Yeah, walk in and he says he doesn't says next week just walk back out. Do that a couple times, to see if he keeps telling you next week. <laughs>
1: yeah, then you might actually have it. Uh, all right, Lee, why don't you uh, kick us off with this uh, big old double IPA here, buddy? All
2: right, it is a big old double IPA. Um, <clears throat> definitely. Uh, Got some pretty pretty intense, uh, not hugely intense, but definitely was up there. Some sort of dank diesel green onion, uh, some piney grapefruit hop aromas in here. A little bit of kind of a low, unripe peach ester under that. A little bit of supporting bready malt character, a little bit of tropical fruit and almost durian kind of note to it, oh yeah, uh, yeah a, l- Look a, l- at you. a little bit of tropical stinky under there. it was pretty low level, um but it was it was kind of interesting in the mix there no d m s or diacetyl. pretty clean aroma uh it was nice, golden color, good clarity, not brilliant, but these often aren't because they're usually dry hopped pours a medium low off white fine foam, which leaves a little bit of lacing behind on the glass, which was nice uh fades pretty uh slowly to a light cover. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh for double IPA maybe it could use some better head retention, but all in all it a, is a pretty beer. you know, kind of a nice pale gold color, which is which is good. A lot of these are a little darker, uh but that's a very appealing color. Um for the flavor medium high dark uh, dank diesel hops with some lower piney and grapefruit notes again. Uh some a little bit of supporting bready base malt character under that. Um, Medium-high bittering, which is pretty clean. Also a medium and, uh, to my mind, pretty clean alcohol note in there. Nothing that I could detect as a ferment-related ester, but, uh, you know, it's probably some of those sort of peachy and tropical hop esters or hop-fruity flavors floating around in there, too. Uh, Finishes dry with lingering hop flavors as above, uh, as described above. Low-bready malt uh, is a good balance. I mean, I found with... uh, The fairly clean, bittering clean but fairly intense bittering. The drier sort of body, lighter body. It actually still balanced out very nicely. It didn't finish as uh, over hoppy, and it definitely did not come across as sweet or rich like uh, some of these do. Which actually made it dangerously drinkable. Um, (laughs) Medium to medium high body. Actually, I would say really more just medium. It wasn't. It wasn't at all rich. Medium carbonation. a uh, little bit of creaminess in there it was nice some moderate clean alcohol warmth especially in the finish a uh, little bit of drying slightly astringent character for the hop yeah you just get that in these beers it's that's not really a big deal for this um it was all pretty much the style for the fl- for the mouthfeel i think so overall impl- impression for me is a well-balanced, clean, drinkable double IPA, good modern hop character, clean, nicely balanced, blittering, bittering, <laughs> blittering. It <laughs> obliterated my palate. Yeah. Um, turned them yeah. into a, a blittering, blittering idiot. Yes, a blittering, glittering idiot. Um, on the drier side, which actually works very well, it was very well balanced for being very dry. A lot of these beers tend to be a little bit too big and rich. This beer did not suffer from that. Actually, I thought it was kind of nice to be on the drier side and still be nicely uh, bittered. Um, so it worked well on that front. It wasn't rough hops or anything. Very drinkable for such a big beer. I thought it was nicely done. Um, the only thing I really could think of that I might do to improve it, and this is, is probably as much a matter of individual taste or anything, um it's a matter of individual taste. I'm going to talk about the aroma. Um, I thought that the hop aroma could maybe use a little bit more breadth or complexity of the hops. Hmm. Having said that, you know, there's a fair number of things I picked up in there, but it was, it was a pretty much a sort of a just a right punch in the face with a dank diesel green onion, and then a little bit of piney grapefruit behind that. Uh, for for some of these dank diesel hop beers, um, maybe a little bit of a fruitier hop could add some breadth to it or a little bit more forward on the grapefruit. Okay. Uh, okay. That, but that's what I would look for. All in all, it, the hops definitely were, were pretty nice aroma. Um I thought a little more breath to be good. I don't know that it needed to be more intense in the nose, although that wouldn't hurt either. But I thought this was actually a nice beer. For such a big beer, it's very drinkable, and it's got a good balance. It's got everything you want. I scored it 40 points. I thought it was very wow. nice. Yeah, this is a good beer. Yeah,
1: I, I think so too, man. Even just uh, the aftertaste, that kind of um, hop pellet, but not the vegetal part of the hop pellet, like actual –
2: uh, Fresh resiny, hop, kind of yeah. resiny flavor, yeah. That's
1: uh, not something that you, yeah. you usually it, find in in homebrew. Re- it you know? really
2: doesn't suffer from the flaws that most of the commercial ones that come across. Sorry, the the homebrew ones. A yeah. lot of the commercial ones come across. <laughs> just they're, they're too sweet and rich, yes, or they're just rough. Well, I think um, it's got none of that. It's really adding kind of that, nice.
1: yeah, adding that hop, com- the hop flavor complexity is very tough to do on a homebrew scale.
2: Yeah.
3: Anyway, Brian, you're yeah. up. you're up, palsy walsy. Okay. This uh, this beer is uh, has a has a medium strong hop aroma in there and uh, yeah again some of those the dank oniony and citrusy notes that Lee picked up are most prominent in there. Um, it doesn't whop you over the head, but it's just in there and um, you know smells pretty clean. Um, the malt is very low and unassuming. It's just base malt, bready, out of the way. Here's your hops. Here's your alcohol. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> prominent fruity esters you know fairly fairly high in there for for an ale fermentation that's appropriate uh and they're, they work with what else is there so that's nice no no baddies no dms diacetyl or anything like that the hops smell pretty fresh and um you they, they did lack a little bit of complexity to me just kind of a like funky uh uh onion and a little bit of citrus and that's that's all you get although you know I, I kinda like some of the, the, the you get a little bit of that tropical note very underneath, but uh, it's yeah yeah. It's there but but not it's not distracting by any Yeah, me. so by it any does me. have levels and it does have some complexity. I'm not saying it's just oh, this is just all citrus hops and nothing else. There there's something there. It's like maybe not to to my press preference. Some some of the dank hops to me come across a little too oniony and garlicky uh, smelling and I don't always prefer that. But it works with what's here and, and it's and it's you know it's balanced, so that's nice color wise bright yellow it has a little bit of haze uh had a medium white head that, that stuck around for a little while and laces the glass it's got some obvious um alcohol in here to to lace like that so um and fine bubbles you know appearance wise it's okay you can get a little hot haze, and that's okay, but it was it was maybe a little hazier than some so and with home it's you know well, you have to work to clear that up, but it <laughs> uh flavor wise again just this kind of unassuming bready malt in the background uh had a medium level of bitterness which was not too intense which is also yeah a mistake that some some of these beers can make is getting too firm with the bitterness going crazy with that the hop flavor is is moderate and uh you know a bit piney and citrusy very clean ale fermentation you know definitely balances the hops as it should be um you know, the the bitterness came across maybe just slightly rough to me, but not not harsh at all. It's just it's medium and it's at a level where it's okay. And one thing that to this beer that it's it tasted when we get into the body, I'll talk about it more too. But like it tasted a little kind of watery to me in a way, even though it's got all the strength that's there and it tastes like an imperial IPA. It's not quite as like beefy and like boom in your face as some imperial IPAs are. Some of the yeah, the absolutely. biggest commercial examples. So it's a little different interpretation of the style, which is fine. And it, as long as it's balanced and what you have there is working together, that's all good. Um yeah, again in the in the mouthfeel it's it's kind of medium light bodied, had a, a low alcohol warmth. It seems to me like it might be on the lighter end for the style, but I don't know. Um it's kinda of hard to guess that. It's it, it dries off pretty well and it does have a bit of that hop drive astringency that Lee mentioned. Not, not a creamy beer but it is still very drinkable and, and crisp and and smooth its own in its own way. Medium carbonation. Uh, so overall, yeah, it's a pretty pleasant, tasty, well well brewed, well balanced Imperial IPA. Uh meets most of the Marksburg style. Comes across just a little watery, like I said, despite the strength that's there and, and um and hops seem to be very fresh. Uh but uh yeah. yeah. I would say maybe not quite enough late hop character to, to push it up a little higher for me. Um, I would bump up the late and the, the dry hops a little bit. Don't go crazy with it because the balance is pretty nice where it is. And, and you might also need to, you know, if you did that, it might throw it off balance a little bit. So you might also need to bump up the strength a little bit if you did that. But if you like it this way, by all means, brew it this way.
1: <laughs> just just because you know. there's a, there's it could use a little more carry through
3: just a little more yeah a little more oomph to that the big hop character that you you to want in this last, beer last yeah malfield push okay and you could blend in some other varieties as well and experiment with that what um, mm. yeah. you chose is good and and um you know to me it's not you know that you get that uh if you're trying to clone uh uh pliny and they they use a lot of that the columbus in there and you get that kind of the oniony thing in there and and if, if you don't balance it with some other hops, sometimes that can stick out a little a little much. But, um, again, it, it worked with this, and there are some other, other layers there, too. So I'm not saying... it. That's just really kind of a fine point, honestly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought alcohol could have come across a little bit hot, even though despite the, like, kind of watery... watery I, again, it's not a watery beer. It's like the... It's so, uh, you know, kind of the body is kind of out of the way, the malt is out of the way, and you get the hops there. It's like, you know, what is there? It's like just... Just hops and yeah. almost no malt. It's not watery, but it's not. You, you can
2: almost tell people this was a session IPA and get session. away with it. Yeah, it doesn't. You know, until it, they got drunk off of, off of <laughs> one whoops. pint.
1: Um, it doesn't taste like an imperial IPA or a double IPA. It, it just so
3: I'm curious about the AB. If you tell me it's 11%, I'll just quit beer judging right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think it does taste like a double IPA. It's got enough bittering. A session IPA isn't going to have that, but it's definitely on the dry, light side for the, for the mouthfeel mm-hmm. and the malt. Character yeah. in the body. Anyway, uh,
3: uh, what did yeah. you give? It, Brian? Really like the beer. Scored it a thirty-seven. Okay, pleasant, balanced Imperial IPA.
1: Awesome. Brian,
3: tell, tell me, yeah.
1: tell me about this beer because I, I finished it in my glass and I'm smelling it, and it smells exactly like when I used to package hops at More Beer, and you open that first big forty-four pound box of of pellet hops. And uh, you know, a lot of beers uh, we get on the show where we say, "Oh, it smells like you opened a fresh bag of hops," but this one is the most like that I've ever smelled. <laughs> All
4: right. <laughs> well, uh, I can't take any res- uh, 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 credit for the recipe because it is uh, Morbier's uh, Russian Finding the Elder clone no. recipe.
3: There you go. Okay. There's your Columbus and there.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, I did brew it, though, uh, in January. So oh, wow. I'm wondering if any uh, the hop flavor and, and stuff kind of dropped out a little bit.
3: Or, yeah,
2: I would say if anything, if you this is really a pliny clone, the malt has dropped out a little mm-hmm. bit. It may have dried yeah. out some extra over time.
3: Yeah, it could um, use a touch more malt in there to keep it interesting and balanced, especially if you did up the hops a little bit. But, yeah, this is if it's aged. We want to travel back in time and drink this in, you know, <laughs> early March with you. I mean, it old. might
2: explain why I thought maybe I mean, for me, why I thought maybe it could use a little more aroma hop. Maybe some of that has dropped out. It's, it's hard to tell. It's not like it smells like it's old or oxidized or not fresh or anything. It smells pretty good. Did you hit um, the,
3: the roughly uh, 8% ABV <laughs> that the uh, the Pliny is?
4: You know, I think it's higher. Um, it finished out at um, 1.009. Okay. Um, my original Gravity, um, you know, I've, I've been trying around with using a refract. Uh, refractometer and sure and or my uh, my uh, um, shit. I've been drinking the plenty all day <laughs> <clears throat> my hydrometer and um, the numbers obviously are coming out totally different and so I, I don't I don't remember what I used for my original gravity but it's definitely uh, <laughs> I think I got it a lot higher than than the than the recipe um, um, called for is the original gravity Okay. So it is pretty pretty high in ABV.
3: So it's up um, in the nines, I'm, I'm roughly. I'm
4: estimating it probably about like nine or so. Yeah. Nine,
3: still not way over the top. I mean, so, some of those that push into what you know they call triple IPA kind of territory, it's just insane. You get so much alcohol with them, and it almost yeah buries the hops if it's hot at all. In this case, it's not. You know, the hops that are still there are really. Pleasant and working well with everything else that is there. So
2: yeah, it's yeah. interesting that it got so dry and light and body for a double IPA after a high start like that. But
1: yeah, what, um, what did this finish at, Brian? He
2: said um, ten right? oh
1: nine, right? Oh, nine. Okay,
4: wow. oh nine.
1: Wow. Uh, you know, the,
4: the only change in the recipe that I, that I remember now, um, when because uh, the recipe says the one pound of the corn sugar, I did add maybe a couple more. Um. Like maybe two, two or four more ounces of uh, the corn sugar added to that. Yeah, so that's probably in, why. I, in I five gallons, it out a bit.
1: In five gallons or ten?
4: Uh, five gallons.
1: Yeah, I mean it would it would do something. Yeah. One, one of those moments where you're just like it needs a little more
5: of this. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had, I had some of those extra, you know, uh, the corn sugar um, uh, carbonating little bags laying around, and I'm like, ah, yep. oh, just throw these in there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep. yep. Absolutely. Uh awesome man. It, yeah, this was uh it was very very well uh uh well made beer, man. Do you have any questions for, for Leo Bryan on this thing?
4: Um I asked about the, the maybe the hops had dropping out for being, you know, a little aged um earlier. That was the one question I, I did have. Yeah.
2: Uh what do you think? I mean you've you've been drinking it over time, so
4: yeah, you know um on 4th of July, a buddy of mine actually got a hold of uh, the Pliny and we did a side by side on it. And it's funny because um, I'm going to call him out because I think he's listening now. Joe, he actually called, uh, we did it blind and he was saying that
2: mine was a little watery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little light in body compared to the regular Pliny. Yeah. Yeah.
3: If, yeah. You, if you lighten it up too much, like you reach that drink, drinkability threshold, you know, it's like 10, 11 there yeah. thereabouts and you go down to 10.09 10.08 ish i mean yeah it, it gets it that's what gets that watery impression but still super smooth and very drinkable like lisa dangerous
1: very. <laughs> <Fairy. Yeah. coughs> well if uh anything else i mean if that's it we'll uh we'll let you go kill some more of this stuff man
4: yeah, I, th- I think I think that's that's it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, kill it much. before
2: it kills you.
3: <laughs> that's, that's nice things for the Morbier kit, though. They're putting fresh hops in there and and doing, yeah. it, doing a good job over there.
2: Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, yeah, they put together a good kit for this. Tastes good. I've never tried it, but
1: that's, yeah, neither have I. That was nice. Well, unless they've changed it. I remember putting the the original kit together, which was based on Vinny's original recipe,
5: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and then Vinny changed the recipe and was doing like the hop extract and stuff. And uh, so I don't know if they've if they changed it since then, but uh, yeah tasty beer well made brian i appreciate it
4: thank you
1: all right buddy take it easy man cheers right, thanks. thanks bye bye cool good beer yeah, from brian fun. man. Yeah. Yeah.
3: nothing to nothing to complain about too much i mean like i start getting lost in the weeds going on about well it's a little light and watery and this <laughs> and that something else and this, like this might be a little harsh and there might be a tiny little bit of this or that it's like nah it's just damn good beer let's drink it yeah.
2: yeah you gotta go to the weeds to find something wrong with this one that's true
3: exactly that's what i'm saying uh
1: all right yeah. we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back we're gonna uh hang out with jeremy here and his russian imperial stout and uh and, and drink that after this nice double ipa it's dr Holmberg. everyone back after this
0: since the first time the brewing network microphones turned on more beer was behind it More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more Beer social network of more than 5000 members and some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz. The forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making
5: fellow BNers, this is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A, before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a backhouse in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then the internet hadn't been invented yet along with other things we take for granted today like electricity and potable water one thing i wish i had back then when i was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that i had about homebrewing a resource for making great craft beer the 21st amendment brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of dr homebrew A great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games.
1: That's it. i I am never putting hops in my beer again.
5: What?
0: Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contract, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f-ing face right the f-ing off your f-ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home High Gravity Home Brewing Supplies wants you to keep it simple. Brewing should be fun. And with High Gravity's amazing electric brewing systems, it is. High Gravity keeps their brewing systems simple on purpose. More efficient than gas, customizable, and with your choice of one, two, or three vessels, High Gravity's electric brewing systems will completely change the way you brew beer, formulate recipes, and improve your beer's consistency. Dave at High gravity can customize your system to fit your needs high gravity invites you to visit their build your own brewery page and see how easy it can be to brew electric and high gravity offers 799 flat rate shipping on most of their products www.highgravitybrew.com high gravity keep it electric keep it simple visit highgravitybrew.com examination
1: all right everyone welcome back thanks for hanging out with us we have jeremy in the studio with his russian imperial stout jeremy how you doing man all right uh now you are friends uh with the fine folks up at heretic right
6: yeah yeah Jamil, warren chris
1: there's yeah. a story
3: behind that no
6: is there a
1: story behind that, or are you just are you just mm. hanging out? And they said, "Hey, why don't you come run this wire?" And you go, "Great, I'm never leaving because I'm drinking all day." Or... <laughs> exactly. Uh, how long have you been a homebrewer? brewer? Uh,
6: a little over a year. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm one of those uh, Christmas gift. There you go. Home you know. Yeah, man. Thank you, honey. It's how it seems to be a uh, common. It is. Yeah, we get yeah. a lot of that. Honestly, get hooked up
1: for Christmas and uh, the best gift ever. Beep. Yeah, now, Should, now it's the, the whole
6: uh, it's the whole third car garage is.
3: <laughs> yeah.
6: <laughs> uh, are you doing uh, extract? or are you are you all graining it now? I'm um, all graining now. Started out
1: extract. Awesome. Okay. And have you ever brewed a, a, an RAS before?
6: This is the first
3: one.
1: First one. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Brian, let's uh, let's jump in this thing. All right.
3: Well, and this, th- there's a, another little funny story behind this because because uh, JP gave us the the beers to judge after the last show that we recorded the last set of shows and uh, we didn't remember what it was i just
2: i guarantee well, you Warren we, Warren had told me it was it barley wine we had fixed in our head that it was an american barley wine and somehow i, I, I guarantee that was, that, was that fault. wasn't right I'm i brought hook-
3: the bottle home i put it in my fridge and then the next morning i put a sheet of paper around it with a rubber band that said american barley wine because that's what i thought it was I,
1: I, like, I am uh, I'm looking back through my text messages cuz I guarantee you beard
3: you you're
2: going to figure Warren up. you don't have to look back through the text <laughs> no, messages No, I'm doing it. I'm yeah. doing it. just finger him for I, it. for <laughs>
3: Let's let's just yeah, let's just call him out right here right now that
2: <laughs> blame it on Warren. He's not it's here. All,
3: uh, it, but he can grow a better beard than any of us, man. That's true. <laughs> all
2: of us put together.
3: Uh, so yeah, Lee and I start judging and we you know, I'll, I'll we'll just like a set a time to call each other when we're doing this uh sometimes we do them off site and then it's like uh, I couldn't even start judging it because I just, like, opened it up and was like, mm, this is not a barley wine. <laughs> called, <laughs> I, I uh, called Lee up. It's like, let's judge this as a Russian imperial style. And he's like,
2: okay. Yeah. I, it was just, there was no question. Yeah. I mean, I pulled it out. The bag, I still had it in the bag. I carried it home and I pulled it out. It's so like, just look at the bottle. That's the. Yeah, the barley that's what I have done okay, to start that's, with. that's really dark. Black. Anyways, yeah. yeah, it's dark.
3: So in the nose, I find a, a nice, rich, coffee-like uh, chocolate and roast malt. Uh, a lot of different uh, rich malt notes in there that you, that you should get in this style. Uh, there's a, a moderate uh, presence of some kind of citrusy American hops in there. It's pretty prominently hopped. Uh, it has a... Moderate fruity esters in check overall. It's pretty smooth smelling beer with with just soft alcohol notes. Just you know, little little kind of uh, vinous kind of thing in there. No DMS or diacetyl. Just clean and and uh, <laughs> smells like a, a, a rs should. Appearance wise, it's super dark. None more black. It's uh, jet black, opaque, and just you just can, can barely see through it unless you look at the corners of the. Uh, a glass with edges like i i did at home i kind of could see well it might be clear might not be just can't see through it so you yeah, give it the better of the doubt deep rich color and um yeah low medium tan head with it had uh the first sample i had at home had pretty good head retention this one seemed to fall uh a little faster but uh i don't know it just um it did stick around pretty well on the one i had at home which was kind of surprising because These beers with the alcohol content usually they fall pretty fast, and that's forgivable. See, you know, I give it a three for appearance, even if the head falls on this one. Um, Flavor wise, very smooth, rich malt profile. Uh, There's some definite alcohol there. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's pretty present. Rich, soft, and smooth though. Just, just really finishes kind of medium. It's not super sweet. It's not dry and um you know the alcohol maybe a little towards the medium to lower side of the style it's not like it doesn't seem insanely strong so if it's really (laughs) if it's really strong you did a great great job of keeping it in check and not getting a lot of higher alcohols in here because there aren't really any that i can uh that i'm getting very clean ale fermentation rich roastiness lingers with the coffee notes in the aftertaste and uh there is a low bitterness from the hops with some um, some notes of that, that citrusy American hop flavor in there, uh, but they're not getting in the way as they could if you went too crazy with it. It's definitely an American-style Russian imperial stout. Um, there's some malt bitterness in there, too, but it's not harsh, and, and it's not fighting with the hop flavors. It um, definitely balances the, the, the rich malt that's in this beer. So, um, It could... I, it's not quite as, as you know, it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of medium on the sweetness. It could stand to have maybe a little bit more sweetness. That's a very fine point, though. But it, it's just, with everything else that's going on there, to, to play off the richness, a little sweetness might be fun in this. But it's also really nice the way it is. I give it a vi- very high uh, flavor score, like 16 that out, just out of 20. So
1: That kind of, uh, the darker malt, the, maybe it's a little too acidic. Well, it's like there's so much going on out, in or? the malt, uh,
3: and the alcohol's kind of out of the way. So something to keep it a little, you know, to play off that malt and keep it a little more extinguished, just a little more sweetness. But okay. again, fine point. Uh, Mouthfeel-wise, it's it's medium full body, quite creamy and smooth. Uh, carbonate's just medium low and out of the way. There isn't any serious astringency, which is another thing that can be hard with all the dark malts in here. Yeah. Uh, you only get a faint hint from from the blackest of the malts that are in there maybe. But it uh, does have kind of a medium, smooth warmth, uh, not, you know, it's kind of in the back of the mouth and extending a little bit into the throat but not burning at all. Not not hot or biting. Just a nice sipper and and you, you wouldn't guzzle it, but you, you just sip it and it just goes down smoothly. You get that warmth and it's nice and nice and soothing and, and uh very enjoyable. So uh it seems like a Russian Imperial stout, you know, on the slight lighter side for the style possibly or else it's just deceptive alcohol bomb with its smoothness. So the beer has a <laughs> It has it's a hundred percent alcohol. Very little to detract from it. Gets gets the balance right for the uh, American interpretation of this style.
5: Yeah.
3: Uh, you know, I mean, the fine points would be maybe the sweetness. There's only a, a tiny hint of any astringency, uh, and you know, slight slight drying in the finish. But um, you just improve those things and balance a little better. But I gave it a forty-one. I thought it was a very very enjoyable beer in uh, excellent territory. It really ex- exemplifies the style well.
2: So, thanks for sharing, Lee. Yes, <laughs> it's your turn, buddy. It's my turn. Yes. Okay. So, what do I find in this beer? I am at a bit of a disadvantage because I um, <clears throat> my dog ate my homework here, so I'm gonna have to do this from memory. Okay, but I can I can make him puke it back up and scan it and get the score sheet in later. <laughs> Thank you. No, that'll, that'll have to happen later.
1: Oh, um, I got a screwdriver in because I'm in. Yeah, um, it was a fifty. God.
2: No, actually. It was an it, 80. It was actually. Uh, on, on the, the first 80. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was walking on the BART to come here, the the local transit, and I, the door opens and this guy comes out and some other guy's holding him up and he kind of spits this chunky yellow spit and I look inside and some lady had jumped outside was going, Ooh! when this guy got off the train. I look in right in front of me where I'm about to walk in. There's this, there's the classic chunky yellow puddle on the floor wow. and it's like, which has nothing to do with this beer, but yeah, I don't know. We, what I'm you saying well, so my dog ate it. I'm gonna, I'll get him okay. to barf it back up. A- so I, I, I hoofed it down to the next door. But, anyways, the beer itself actually is much nicer than that that prelude would suggest.
1: Brian, did did uh, did Lee like hit his head earlier, and maybe there's some sort of
3: like, yeah, clot forming? Or he's really harsh in my mellow here. That's uh, right. <laughs> okay, like, this beer is intense. Let me see what I can really do to reinstate just, your mellow. Yeah, so oh my god, it, this beer.
2: <clears throat> Smells nothing like barf um, it smells like coffee uh, It smells a little bit like uh, a little bit of raisin, some licorice in here, uh, maybe a little bit of a hop character, maybe a little bit of something that 's almost like um it 's like really dark toast, not quite burnt but almost burnt toast it 's almost like okay. a brown malt kind of character in there. Yeah. Um,
1: like dark brown, not dark brown. brown. Yeah. Black
2: like, brown. like toast is just this really dried out and just shy of being black.
3: Uh, yeah. I could get that. Yeah. yeah. Not um, to the point where you have to get the knife out and start scraping. Just.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's got all that. Um, it, that's mostly what it is. It's dark malt characters of various flavors. I don't get a whole lot of ferment ester in there. I mean, maybe some of the raisin is a ferment ester. Is there any it's alcohol? very clean. Uh, there's a little bit of alcohol, yes. <laughs> that may be contributing to some of the, the merriment going on here. Um, Paris, yes, it's very jet black. It is pretty much opaque. Um, it doesn't have much head. I mean, it had some dark foam when it poured, and that went away quickly. But in a beer this strong, that's... It's kind of You expect that to happen It might actually have A little bit of legs to it too On the side of the glass Flavor again is coffee It's a little bit of that Kind of burnt Almost burnt toast character to it Mm -hmm. Some licorice Um, Maybe a touch of some soy in here Not a whole lot Um, which is probably an oxidation thing, but I I didn't really pick up much of that. Um, Bittering for balance is pretty good. I wouldn't say it's it's pretty much supporting. Um, With that sort of burnt toast character, I'm not sure if it's a hop thing or the burnt toast, but that actually serves to balance, uh, the malts out a fair amount and gives it a bit of a drying character, Mm -hmm. which I think is where you're getting into the comments Brian had on how it could almost use a little more sweetness to balance it out and round it out. I think would,
3: that would give it that kind of coffee and cream impression a little more. That's That can be really nice in some of these.
2: Yeah. I mean, the thing is, there is some sweetness if you look there, but that sort of drying character of that sort of really dry, almost burnt toast and maybe a little bit of hop, I don't know. It, it, it kind of overbalances that. You, you
6: yeah. think that might come from the roasted barley?
2: <coughs> it might. It could. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what you put in there yet. We haven't talked recipe, but... It's probably some sort of dark malt character. I think my initial impressions was this was a little bit heavy on the hops for the flavor, kind of like an old a regular old Rasputin, which is a pretty hop-forward imperial style. Yeah. I, I don't get that kind of citrus piney old-school hop flavor, though. it almost seems like it's more like the sort of burnt toast brown malt kind of thing going on here. So it may be some of that, or it may just be a lot of ashy, dark, really dark malt. Um, the finishes is pretty dry on this. It leaves a lot of those lingering dark malt flavors, um, especially the coffee behind. It's kind of a medium high body for the, for the mouthfeel, medium carbonation. Definitely has some alcohol warmth. It seems pretty clean. It's a little bit drying in the finish. I would not go so far as to say astringent, but it has that drying character, which just goes along with everything else we've talked about with this. Um, but that said, it's, it's a pretty good beer. I mean, it has... Good malt, fla- good dark malt flavors. It has a good balance with the bittering. It's clean. Uh, it's very drinkable. Um, it's sort of in my mind a question of whether you you like it with that sort of uh, sort of toasty burnt character to it, or if you'd want a little bit more sweetness in it is the main thing to me. Um, I think I, I remember scoring this uh, sort of a middle high thirties, probably like a thirty seven ish, thirty eight somewhere around there when I when I tasted it last week. Uh, I thought it was actually pretty good, but yeah, to improve it, it it's probably a recipe issue, and we'd probably have to talk about your recipe to figure out what we'd want to change. But yeah,
3: most of what we're talking uh, about here is just fine balance issues, yeah. and there's no, there, you know, there's no uh, negative uh, flavor descriptors like you know musty or solventy or this or that. It's just. Just real fine stuff, just recipe stuff yeah. mostly.
2: Yeah. It's actually a pretty nice imperial style. I like it. Yeah. And, and you know, we gave it a decent score. It's good stuff. Process-wise,
3: you kept the alcohol really smooth. and like, <laughs> It would be fun to talk about your yeast pitch and your fermentation profile and things like that, yep. but also just talk about the recipe and, and find out what you put in it.
6: Do uh, you want to run through your recipe real yeah, fast? Yeah, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, brew date was January 11th. So it's kind of changed from the last time I drank it. I think fusel alcohols, maybe that's where the raisin, licorice. Um, so it's uh, let's see, 19 pounds uh, British pale, uh, two pounds black roasted barley, a pound special B, half pound cara Munich, one pound chocolate malt, and a half pound pale chocolate. And then uh, the hops are. Uh, For how many gallons? Five. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah, the mash ton was like. Yeah, overflowing. that's big, It was like, <laughs> you know,
2: right there. Yeah. yeah. So you said two pounds of roast barley, a yeah. pound wow. of chocolate, yeah, and half I think a pound of. So that's a lot you're, of roast you're barley. you pushing 17 to 20% roast in there. Right? Yeah. So it's yeah, a lot of. That's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I like, yeah. I like the roast.
6: That's why
3: I kind of pushed it up, but. And it you know since January it's probably smoothed out a little bit yeah it has. yeah
6: it definitely has um and then the hops are uh um one and a half ounces of horizon, uh, and then the rest is Kent golding's uh two ounces each, um ten minutes in flame out
3: nothing too heavy there, yeah no
6: okay yeah and then the the yeast is a repitch of oh oh one yeah, so. From, sure.
3: Yeah, is that that's a good way to do it for a for a big batch like this? Just brew a you know big American beer or a you know regular American beer and then pitch your your big American beer on top of it.
6: <laughs> yeah, the the repitch might have been a little hoppy. So
3: yeah, okay. And maybe that, some of the hop character comes a, with that because it yeah. doesn't sound like you put a lot in there. But no, yeah,
6: that that might be where it's it coming been, from. was it
3: a dry hopped beer before it or do you remember? No. Yeah. No. But just. Whatever falls out, it could right. still be something in there. Yeah. Uh,
1: so what do you think you should do? Do you think you should drop some of that roasted barley a little bit or
3: you know, bump something else up to to kind of compensate? I like the the roast element that's there. If you're especially if you're gonna age this beer a little bit and not drink it too young, mm-hmm. uh, if you're gonna keep it around for a while, it's it's hitting an age where it's really nice and pleasant and it's smoothed out. So, you know, you can keep what's there. I mean you could if you wanted to balance it out, you could either drop that back just a little bit. Or you could bring up the sweetness in other ways with your mash temperature. Or, you know, I mean, it, you had a really big, healthy, happy pitch that might have taken it a little farther down. What did it finish at? It
6: finished at um, 15. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's that's pretty so, low for yeah, What
6: was the starting gravity? The starting was uh, 85. Oh, so wow, that's, that's not this, horrible. would pretty, pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. Good. the starting was low for what I was expecting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the finish was low yeah. for what
3: I.
2: So this so, is a lighter imperial style. Yeah,
3: sounds like your efficiency yeah. might have been kind of low overall. And you know, in a way, that that might be working in your favor a little bit because you're like, if you extract every last bit out of these big, rich, dark, roasty malts, you're going to get a little more harshness. Whereas yeah. if you just you know, if you're doing a batch sparge or something else, where you just you're not you're using more ingredients and getting less gravity out of it, as you seem to have done with whatever sparge method you're using, you can, it can ha- lend a little smoother character, as it seems to be doing here.
6: Yeah. So my my calculations for the ABV were nine point one seven. Yeah. But I know when you get up yeah. there, there's a different calculation. I just don't know that. Calc- I'm using the.
2: Yeah, it changes. It's not. I'm
6: using the yeah one thirty one.
2: Yeah, you're not yeah. going to be off by that much. Yeah. Yeah. What did you ma- What was the mash temperature on this?
6: So the mash temp was uh 155. Ooh,
2: really? Huh.
6: What what's that inquisitive?
1: Well, I
2: mean that's 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 quadrant. pretty high you'd expect a, a fairly sweet beer out of that and this just tastes dry. I mean okay, yeah, maybe it was just enough to balance all that roast. Um, it might just be all I that was happy say,
3: the happy yeast there.
2: Yeah, I was I was going to say, you know, one thing you could try and do to to make this beer a a little bit more balance is try to increase the sweetness on it, which is pretty much what Brian pointed out, too. And usually you just raise the mash temperature for that. Yeah. Um, <coughs> pretty much up yeah. there already. Was it a thin mash or a thick mash?
6: I mean, it was pretty thick. It must have been pretty thick. Pretty
2: thick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you were right yeah. up Freaking to the top up. of your yeah. tongue. Okay. Right. Let's say it's a thick mash. Yeah, that's interesting. Um,
6: I, I did add some chalk. Uh,
2: you need mm-hmm. that for yeah. all that roast. Yeah. 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 What's um, that going to do? The that's going to counteract in. the uh, the low pH of the roast, so okay. bring the pH yeah. up. How much did you? I mean, did you do I, a calculation to figure out how much you need to balance the pH with the water? I mean, I kind of
6: threw the shit in there until the pH was right, and I, <laughs> okay. it was about eight grams. Yeah,
2: eight grams of five. Yeah, yeah, okay. Cause that's I'll, probably I'll, about in the right the ballpark. Yeah.
6: Otherwise, you're, otherwise,
1: it's going to accentuate that roast more. Or
2: well, your pH will be off. Your mash yield might be bat down. It won't accentuate it more, but you'll you'll get a sour flavor in there. Okay. And gonna, this is not actually a very, I mean, there's a whisper of some sourness in here. It's not like microbial or anything, yeah. but it's not much. I've had a lot of stouts with more of that. I, I think you probably did a reasonable job on that. And it doesn't taste like overtly, minerally, although there's a little bit of a, a chalky character in here. but yeah,
3: That know. might I mean, help keep those enzymes happy, too, in there, too. And definitely. kept your you know uh, your conversion going You know, for uh sacrification there. So, yeah, that could have helped drop your, your final gravity there, too, but it just... You know, keeping it happy with the mineral addition, and and that's fine. Yeah,
6: I, w- I was thinking, you know, when I got the the pre boil was seventy, so I was thinking maybe my sparge was a little fast, but
3: mm.
6: I don't
2: know. Don't get, get much overt astringency of any sort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that I'd, was okay.
1: I get a, just the a roasted barley. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, if your
3: sparge was a little fast, it could just it. lead to slightly lower efficiency, and you could get some channeling going through there and you're not pulling as much out of the, the, the malts that are there. So, But, no. yeah, it worked fine, and it so, meets all the flavor profile.
2: Yeah, I, I think, I mean, you're definitely in the ballpark. It's actually a pretty nice beer. It depends what you want. I mm. mean, one thing you could consider like this, especially if you want to stick with these, like, uber-intense roast character like this, I mean— you, again in the 15 to 20% roast roast grain range just really high for a beer this big. Yeah. So you could throttle the whole thing back just you know cut it all by 30 40% and probably still have a really nice imperial stout. The other thing you can do is shift some of it away from the roast barley and put in some more of the chocolate or the pale chocolate. That's what I would And bring love. out, out about that the chocolatey pale, yeah. flavor I some yeah. more. I fucking love pale and that, chocolate. Yeah. Pale chocolate's nice. The regular chocolate's good. And you do that and it will shift it away from that ashy burnt toast kind of character to a more chocolatey flavor. Yeah. And that may be more immediately appealing.
6: Yeah.
2: Um that could actually make it a little a little bit better, and it will emphasize the sweetness in it a little bit more, yeah. and it will take away yeah. some of that a little bit, almost astringency, that drying, burnt character to it. It's a beautiful malt. Um, so, I love it. Yeah.
6: I love
1: it.
2: Yeah, so, so uh, making a shift like that might be good. Yeah. My, um, my
6: plan is to, to, to get this dialed in and then add bourbon, so that's, that's okay. my plan. This would be nice in a
2: barrel. <laughs> it would be good if you're going to put this in the barrel to, to bring the, the sweetness, the richness of it uh, up. Okay. And some yeah. of it might just be throttling back that... Um, that you no know, residual ashy roast malt character because once you put it in a barrel, the bourbon and the wood will both kind of conspire to make the beer seem drier and lighter than it was at first. So you always want to shoot for a little bit bigger and richer beer than you want. Yeah, when you yeah. do that, because it's going to dry out in that barrel.
1: I would. Uh, are you going to use uh, cubes, oak cubes? Yeah, most likely. I'll I do w- the same thing. I yeah. would. I would recommend um, Hungarian medium toast or okay. medium plus. Because to me the Hungarian oak has a little bit of a sweeter edge to it than like a French, which is more kind of vanilla. Uh, the Hungarian just has this weird complexity yeah the sweetness that would be good. Um, and that would mix with a bourbon, although maybe it's a little be more vanilla sweet, kind of know. flavors. And uh, yeah, and of and, and, uh, you could also do like cocoa nibs in this thing too
2: yeah one, you could have little bit of a little of fun with this beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: it's a great it's a great base to a to add other stuff actually yeah. this is the perfect beer that you would add stuff to I think because yeah. it doesn't overwhelm in one way or the other it has that roast quality to it that can so it can take some extra sweetness yeah. right
2: yes but with the, the apparent dryness on this you got to be careful because you start adding a lot yeah. of spices or chilies it, without the sweetness, mm-hmm. you could really throw it out of balance fast. So you have to yeah. definitely exercise some restraint if you want to do that.
6: Yeah. Just tone down the roasted and bring up the
2: pale chocolate. I, I, I think that would help, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, for me, I mean, if you like it like this, and, and you know, we, remember, oh, we pleasant. scored this no well. Yeah. Yeah. This is not bad. This is actually <laughs> a pretty nice beer. Technically, uh, but, I think you know, it's very good. As if matter of fact. I wanted to make this Excellent. more to my taste and better, that's what I would do. Is I, I would shift that balance a little more to the chocolate, a, lo- a fair amount more to the chocolate. I, malt. Totally,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And JP
2: agrees, it. so it must be a good point.
1: That's exactly the
3: point. I don't know. It's anyway. Smooth as is, and like like I said, you take it a lot of different directions. Maybe towards sweeter directions, like the the nib edition that we're talking about, rather than too much wood or too much to boost, You might start fighting with you know some of the. Roasting that's there, that's there and and dry it out like Lee said that might make it a little harsher and and less of what it is now so or you know just rebrew it and 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 get it you know a little higher mash temp make sure your temp, your thermometer is calibrated <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, those like other those guys last guys yeah uh, I don't know those last show. guys
2: those On guys the show.
3: seven degrees off they said they yeah anyway you can listen to the show when it's posted but uh, yeah
6: I, I let my son do all the mash, so... Okay. He just tells me what the temperature is. <laughs> <laughs>
3: nice. He just feels it. says, oh, that's 157. It's good, Dad. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. It's good, it, Dad. When do the we Germans get the used to say, I was like, well, the later doesn't stick nicely to the bench. We're, we're good here.
2: Yeah.
3: All right. Uh, do you have any questions for the guys, Jeremy? Anything you haven't covered? Not. I think it was...
6: Uh, I mean, I kind of had the same feeling about it. You know, the roast was high, uh, but I, I do... I was going for a higher roast. That's why.
3: I, That's what you want. Yeah, really like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I
6: like I like black coffee, so I was kind of. Yeah. And I was uh, Rasputin's a great Russian imperial stout. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: And this is a very drinkable imperial stout. Yeah, like, it's just almost like the imperial IPA we just had before this. You know, it's it's drier. It's on the drier, lighter side for the style. Yeah. yeah. And I, mean, you're not going to fool people that this one's a session <laughs> beer like you almost <laughs> yeah. Had yeah, that, yeah. That, that IPA double IPA, but you know it's um it's you're not yeah, taking it's it's it to, to
3: the extremes except on the roast element it's like yeah that's, yeah that's what's pushing the envelope but everything else is smooth so it works yeah good deal yeah, so yeah very enjoyable
6: okay well
1: uh we're gonna take a break and then when we come back we'll we'll figure out who who won the grog tag certificate and Tough who won the uh the uh prize pack from high gravity homebrew uh jeremy thanks man thanks for sticking around Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me and um uh, you know you're more than welcome to hang out. We have a couple commercial beers to to maybe drink. Well, to at wind least down one. The show with or something. Yeah, else. at least one. Anyway, uh, it's Dr. Homebrew, everyone. Uh, Dr. Homebrew. Stay I tuned. And burp. we'll be back right after this.
0: Know the three most important rules in brewing: sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment, and Five Star knows how to clean too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs, and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, Star Sand, Santa treatment today. Admitted. Homebrewing is not always free of frustrations. Years ago, brothers Bill and Jim Mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand-new kitchen appliance, the Pico Brew Zymatic. The Zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the Internet via Wi-Fi. It comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button. Improve repeatability and refine your recipes. With the Pico Brew Zymatic. With minimal cleaning and hassle, the Zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen. Just add your ingredients, and the process of homebrewing becomes simplified and automatic, allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew. At Pico Brew, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of homebrewing and make their own damn good craft beer. See the Zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. Beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on CraftBeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology and beer. Browse beer style families, or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style. Besides having them all in front of you, go to Craft com and click on beer styles to start the guide plus enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com the brewers banter blogs beer education how to host a beer tasting and the invaluable draft quality manual tons of great content that makes your beer better visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion camaraderie and creativity of the craft beer community craftbeer.com celebrating the best of american beer A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened to theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Rear people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com I'm sorry to tell you this,
1: but we're gonna have to pour you out. Back to Doctor Homebrew. All right, thanks for sticking with us. We're at we're the back. Uh, the final end of this uh, whole Doctor Homebrew show. Those are for next time. Don't open those now. Uh, okay, it is time for let's actually. What are we enjoying right now? Where's that beer? What
2: are we enjoying? Uh, something... I'm enjoying life in general. Actually, <laughs> it's a pretty good time to be alive right now. How
3: does that feel? Cincinnati beer. I, it
2: feels like I'm sitting in a recording studio drinking beer with not a care <laughs> in the world.
1: That's true. Uh, Caleb, uh, uh, being listener, sent us a bunch of uh, commercial beers, and this one is called Black Tart. It's an ale brewed with cinnamon, <coughs> lactose, and blackberries for uh, Cincinnati Beer Week collab uh, with all of the. Okay, here are the breweries, dude. Bad Tom Smith, Blank Slate, Cellar Dweller, Kristen Moreland, 8 Ball, 50 West, Listerman, Mad Tree, uh, Moreland, Lager House, Mount Carmel, Old Firehouse, Ryan, Ryan Geist, Rivertown, Rock Bottom, Triple Digit. That's a lot of folks, That's a that's lot,
2: a of, folks, lot of cooks stirring the pot.
3: Uh, it's pretty good beer, right? There's a yeah. lot going on in here, definitely. Brewed and mad There's tree a lot brew. Going on.
2: I mean, it's 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 kind of a three-legged dog, but you know, it's it's interesting and it's drinkable and it's very entertaining.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it came all the way from Cincinnati, and I can't necessarily promise it was you know kept at you know proper temperatures the entire time. But
2: uh, what are you going to do? Know? Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 not terribly tart despite the name, but it definitely does have the cinnamon and it's the berries hot, in there.
1: The cinnamon is there, and I wonder if that. With the blackberries, kind of makes gives a little tartness to it. But.
2: Yeah, probably the lactose is balancing out. I mean, wow. balance out tart, but making it not seem as dry as it might otherwise if it was actual sour ferment. It doesn't say anything about the ferment, does it?
1: No. Uh, or why it's, it's called tart? Tart stout, alcohol eight percent, IBU eighteen. No, I think just says ale brewed with cinnamon, lactose, and blackberries. It's a tart uh, stout.
2: Okay, tart stout. Tart stout. Actually, <laughs> it's it's like the guy in Dritten. Wow, what was that band? Tarts out, toward Elvis, tarts out, sort of like that.
1: I don't know. I I think you're, is this another Bart story? No.
2: No. (laughs) No. (laughs) I have more Bart stories if you want them. I'm sure you do. You know.
3: Stream of consciousness
2: beer talk. That's right.
1: Okay, so uh, let me get to my sheet here. So the winner of the Grog Tag, at least your beer will look good, $40 gift certificate. It's Brian for the Imperial IPA. That was close. Which means that Jeremy, our in-house guest, wins the High Gravity Homebrew uh, gift pack, man. The the prize pack. Congratulations, dude. Thank Thank you. you. Um, The lovely people at highgravitybrew.com will be sending that along shortly. And you'll receive an email at some point uh, before the next lunar cycle. Um, with your grog tag. I, I give Before those out. Before
3: JP's next cycle?
1: Yeah, I, I give those out and I just, I'm not very good at it. So What, lunar cycles? Lunar cycles. I'm terrible at them, as a matter of fact. Uh, I think that's it. I think we did all our people. Are um, we done? Are we did we done? thank I everyone we need done. to thank?
3: Did we, did we talk about the AHA or.
1: Uh, no, we we're going to talk about the AHA right now. If you guys uh, want more great uh, homebrew information and, and uh, even more uh, tips and tricks and all that kind of stuff and, and keep your finger on the pulse of homebrewing, check out the AHA, the American Homebrewers Association. Uh, you join them. I, I think it's like less than 40 bucks a month or 40 bucks a year or whatever it is. Yeah. And you get Zymergy and you get access to their online forum and you you can enter into the National Homebrewers Conference. And uh, you're also giving money to a great group of people who are helping to keep homebrewing alive and legal uh, across right. all you, 50 states you so.
2: are participating in representative special interest democracy when you pay these people to represent you and it it's is your on right your cause so right let's do it
1: see there you go, you go to there's that, that libertarian big free ass. for
3: you <laughs> party in uh, <laughs> yeah. san diego too that's coming up oh that's gonna be amazing you guys going you got go. Yeah, we're going jeremy you going to
6: that inchy? no i would like no, to no, but i'm not no man maybe
3: well, well, next
1: you'll miss next out year. Somewhere else. You're missing out. In Saskatoon. Uh, uh, And then if you're up for more uh, beer podcasts, we have uh, a bunch of other great shows like Sour Hour and Brew Strong and Brewing the Style and The Session. Don't forget those. So check everybody out here and, and keep supporting uh, the Brewing Network, if you have feedback on Dr. Homebrew, which is something we never asked for, you can just email, if you want to email feedback at feedback at the Brewing or jp at thebrewingnetwork.com. If you'd com. like to
3: hear less of Lee and more of Brian, um, you, can <laughs> s- you can express that opinion.
1: Yeah, there you go. You uh, could. Less yeah. JP, maybe? <laughs> maybe. Know. Who knows? All right, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us. It's been fun, and uh, we'll see you next time on Dr. Homebrew. Take it easy.